1: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Hello, I'm Russell Kane. This is Boys Don't Cry. It's a place where men are forced to talk about the things girls wish they would talk about. I mean this this series has been so revelatory, it's turned out that it's perfectly okay for a woman to have a whole drawer full of dildos and vibrators, even ones that are like powered by a car battery, maybe even a diesel <laughs> generator at the side, has taken teeth out, Gary. Most men, shocked at the size of some of them, but then ultimately most blokes are okay. And yet it turns out ladies and gentlemen, if you get caught once with a latex bum and fanny pounding in the spare room, it's game over. <laughs> That's the type of inequality why why? Why can't I pound my real Feel 5000 without being judged? Actually, it's a 6,000 that has that has the bumhole attachment, um, but we can edit that in. So my point is this. I know we live in a fashionable world of there's no such thing as gender anymore. We've all dissolved into one glob on a Petri dish where everything's the same. Sadly, back in the real world, men are struggling. Their suicide rate is off the fucking scale. Uh, their mental health is worse than women's in almost every era except maternity. But that's only because men don't have wombs. Um, You can guarantee if men had wombs, they would still be more miserable about it than women. Uh, So something's obviously going wrong on a communication level with how men speak. And boys don't cry is one of the ways we do that. We try to do it in humour. Why? Why? Well, I'll tell my guests today, who I'm delighted to announce, Greg James and Fern McCann. Hello, guys. We're oh, doing hi. it this way. If Fern, you've only got to look at the girls' WhatsApp group. If you were to drop on there, I can't believe it. We're using a we're using a, a made-up boyfriend for it. I can't believe it. Gary's being a bastard. I don't think it's going to last. You'd be hit with DMs, side messages. Is Fern okay? Prosecco ambulance. Fern's house now. Let's go. Right, instantly. <laughs> Whereas... On the boys, what's that you have to sandwich that. You'd have to do goat porn. Someone being run over in China. I think I'm going to split up with Linda. Goat <laughs> porn. And it would be in the middle. This is why men Is that really
3: what goes on in the boy WhatsApp group? Are you joking? If you
2: make generalisations, girls go, excuse me, our our WhatsApp group's pretty racy. I think you'll find it's full of filth just as much as the boys. And then they look in the boys' group and there's someone being killed by a forklift in China (laughs) with the word lull underneath it and go, I think we can agree the WhatsApp groups are significantly different. So the reason I'm saying this, Fern, is it's really important... um, I don't have normal men on here. I have men who are comfortable speaking, but I like to think somewhere in a white van or a building site in an office over a limp sandwich on a socially distanced lunch break, someone thinks, I'm going to phone my mate and talk about this and today we're talking about brains over brawn it's the oldest bloody thing that it taxes men and i'm so glad i've got greg james on here obviously greg and i go way back we've worked together done loads of telly i've been on his radio show countless times he's one of the top broadcasters in the united <laughs> kingdom Hello? i mean he's almost post partridge now he's ironized himself <laughs> And so, Greg Radio One's Greg Fucking James is on. Boys don't cry. He's so pro, ladies and gentlemen. He has a pop a pop shield in front of his home. See this pop? That wouldn't happen to Greg. Not with his. Did you know why? That's because people complained when I did a podcast and they said we can hear you popping. I didn't know if it might be a banter guard due to the top draw level of comments. It works for both. (laughs) And of course, Fern McCann. I mean, how to describe you, Fern? I mean, just uh, obviously media personality, TV star, reality star, TV presenter. You've got your fingers in so many pies, you obviously have a mutation for more fingers. <laughs> How would you describe yourself yes. at the moment?
3: Um, I think reality star TV personality is good.
2: Smashed I mean, it. let's
3: face it, I'm a reality star, aren't I? I'd love to pretend to be something else, but I'm not.
2: Yeah, but you've also, it's all uh... Blogged about, well, not blogged, you made a doc, documentary reality about pregnancy and being a mother and things like that. So it's a bit further than just having a Barney outside, sugar up. And, uh,. Absolutely. <laughs> those uh, days we're,
3: are well and truly over, you know, thank I've you had a, Lord.
2: I've had a few of those and attempted baby creations in the skip just opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I think Have I was there you? for that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Greg was clapping me on. It's good yeah. to get a rhythm going and someone well, get
1: I was I was just DJing playing gala freed from desire in the background. We
2: were we actually did do a night where you DJed and I danced like a bell end in front of you. I forgot that it's Indeed. really good. Indeed. Indeed. And I'm absolutely buzzing to have both return guests back. I've got Dane Baptiste, who I'm always happy to have in the house. Um, it's a pleasure or, to be here. I'm I've, as never, as I've, as I've never known him to be short of an opinion. I think uh, even when he's deceased, his, his corpse will continue to be able to generate opinions. I
4: definitely will be like, Jesus, take a letter
2: my <laughs> So and, and, a, and a returning lady auditor if you're new to the show we always have a female auditor because you know what it's like when boys start talking about what girls think they talk crap that isn't true and we have to make sure we've got a badass Brazilian girl to kick our asses capoeira style we've got Layla Anna Lee Amen welcome back that. Leila how are you doing?
0: I'm good I'm so armed and ready to like tell you to <laughs> shut fuck up when shit goes <laughs> <That's> wrong <laughs>
2: but we need it So we're talking today, guys, about drumroll affection, Um, all types of affection. It's a surprisingly triggering subject for men and women. Women often want more of it. Men often don't want to give it. There's often disagreement about what we mean by affection. There's disagreement about where the borders lie uh, between affection and sex. I mean, there is a sort of a Kashmiri region between the Republic of Sex and the Republic of Affection that will always be fought over. Uh, I probably shouldn't have used India and Pakistan's nuclear race to to make that image. Sorry, sorry to both respective countries, <laughs> totally inappropriate.
4: I was, at least
2: I didn't use Belfast because there was actual, you know, clear physical present danger. So I want to ask before we even get going, Dane Baptiste, one of the most cuddly, affectionate <laughs> men I know <laughs> are you an affectionate man generally, would you say?
4: I I already became guarded at you describing me as an affectionate. Man. <laughs> I was like, "Why is he saying that for what?" Because I'm soft. <laughs> no, was, um, and I, I have probably learned uh, to be affectionate in like the last five years.
2: Of Generally, and what about in relationships? Would you, do, on a scale from one to ten, how affectionate are you as a boyfriend? Uh,
4: I'm not sure if I can give you a numerical value, but it will take a lot for me to hold someone's hand in public.
2: Indeed, the fact that you can't put a number to it shows progress. The old dame would have gone seven point four. Well, let's look at the formula. With the old <laughs> let's work that out on a whiteboard, <laughs> <laughs> Um So, Layla. Um... are you an affectionate person you always seem really warm Uh, before we would have given each other COVID and killed each other I would have got a nice warm hug off you but now we can't even look each other at a screen without getting (laughs) Ebola or something but um would you say you're affectionate
0: like over affectionate if anything I think there's a cultural Brazilian thing that I touch everyone and hug everyone and coronavirus has made it really inappropriate for me so yeah massively like turned up to 11 when it comes to affection but in a um in a very warm, natural, passionate way, but it does confuse yeah. people. I am aware, and we of that. will we
2: will definitely move on to that cultural stuff later. So hold that in the tank. But would you say you know you're you're married, right? Uh huh. You're, would you say you're an affectionate partner and have yeah. been through all your relationships? You're a handholdy, you give me a hug, don't care. Yeah, you no,
0: massively you. like sit on lap in restaurant, have zero shame, affectionate type person.
2: <laughs> Dane leaves the chat.
0: Yeah, Dane, Dane, yeah. Dane would run a fucking mile.
2: Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not eating here.
4: Take <laughs> there's cohorting happening just, on your tables
0: yeah but that's not just in relationships that's like with people i like and and just uh, i don't know i think you know i've, I've even seen comments and in interviews i've done before where people are like why do you keep touching him and it's like you know with actually it depends on the sport sometimes you want to hold on to an athlete so they don't actually run away yes. and sometimes you're just like warm and being like oh my god yeah and high-fiving and touching on the back and da 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 like a lot of british not, people are obviously just like, don't touch me
2: not if they're sprinters, though. That would seriously hold back their performance. I'm going to hold you so you don't run. The gun's gone. you would be arching. You're <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be running. Ooh, just one hug before you go. You say, you just fucked up my world record, man. And, uh, Thankfully,
0: so, I haven't um, done that yet. Yeah, let's, start,
2: let, let's start with the So, So this is... I've always got my little studies that have been done from around the world. Men in long-term relationships need affection. Men with long-term partners need touch and affection to be happy in relationships. But say in general, touch is very important. While women also like physical gestures of affection, these gestures tended to be associated with increased satisfaction in their sexual activity. So back to front to what you might think, that particular study. I'm going to throw it out there right at the top. Women are more affectionate than men. They just are. And I'll be trolled for daring to have an opinion that's got something binary built into it. But on the whole, women are more affectionate than men. Right, Dane? Dane. So it's uncomfortable to trade in old school stereotypes that were supposed to have gone out of fashion in 2017. But whichever way you package it, and I will hit you with facts and science, women prefer brawn, over brains certainly when they're under 25 if I could name one thing I come from quite a working class background and Greg comes from a more middle class background so I'd be interested to know if there's a difference but the main thing that held all the cousins all the girl cousins in my family and my mates back was attracted to bastard disease Hmm. there's a switch in a girl's head that seems to be turned on but I've got three kids by three different women can I get me a drink then like there's there's (laughs) there's something fucked up that goes on is it the same Greg in cricket playing (laughs) middle middle class land (laughs)
1: It is the same. It's exactly the same. And I have this chat with, with Bella, my, my wife now, and w- we, I wife. will say, my wife, my wife, <laughs> and, and my wife is downstairs. And but we, <laughs> I have this chat all the time because she she would never have wanted to go out with me when we were both seventeen, for example. Mm. There's no way. I mean, she was she was she was attracted to, as you would say, like classically sort of bad boys, alpha um, males alpha males mm-hmm. yeah and brawn i mean she went out with um uh an ultimate fighter for a while and i was like from that to this now like, there's no way that <laughs> she would have been and en- it en- would have been me at all when we were 17 so i guess yeah I, I guess everyone just grows up so it does feel like it's the same
2: did you you start with are you ready you might be an ultimate fighter are you ready for some ultimate chat <laughs> did, engaging did, headlock <laughs> I'm taking this ultimate picnic to the Oval. (laughs) 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 Fern, so a lot of lads will be listening to this, but weirdly, I just had the um, analysis in of who's listening, and it's 60% female listenership to a podcast format. It just goes to show how starved women are for information about how men's brains work. Mm. So we will get into that, because don't worry, Fern, we'll certainly be analysing why men are threatened by intelligence and stuff like that in a moment, but try and help some of us, Dungeons and Dragons playing, enjoying our GCSE, masturbating ourselves into a fury, virgins, what is it that we're doing wrong? <laughs> Not now, obviously, now I'm drowning in Panani, but before.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, from my, my experience, I, I and I agree with Greg, it definitely comes with age because way back when, when I was a teenager and especially in my 20s, I always went for the bad boy and I'm so embarrassed when to, to even say that because I, when I look at some of these guys now on my insta stories and I'm like oh they're still behaving in that way and they're like 30 40 plus and it's like how can you still be acting like that but now as I turned 30 last year now I'm like okay now can I wait. do want the chat and I do want a deeper connection and I do look for something completely different and I am looking for that intelligent kind of you know conversation I think you know I love to be kept on my toes by conversation so I think it changes and you just got to suss the girl out but yeah if you're going for someone in their early 20s they're just going to be after brawn.
1: but But is, is it not a little bit that everyone's sort of embarrassing before they hit 25 anyway so, you're just embarrassing in different ways, and you don't really know Apart from who HG you are. Apart from Edge, who's like a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> An embarrassing billionaire. Yeah. Um, sort yourself you know, out. It's, it's guitar. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: but maybe it's that. Maybe it's everyone's just working out their thing. So it just all has to happen like that because you work out who you don't want to be with and all those old cliches and you, you get to a point where you're like, well, we've, we've tried that and that didn't work and he was awful to me and he was embarrassing or she wasn't quite right for me, whatever. So then you get to a point where you're like, oh, OK,
2: I've tried that. So that didn't work. So what what else is out there? Maybe it's a little bit of that. Well, maybe, but I think there's more going on than that. I mean, we're dancing around it. There's clearly something sexually exciting about a man who is wrong, bad, alpha male, bit dodgy, uh, packets of stuff in the boot of the car that shouldn't be there. (laughs) Oh, he's already got another girl pregnant. Uh, uh, I mean, to me, it blows my mind. And I hear what you're saying, but it's lovely to hear. Oh, I've turned 30 and I I now want to date the Dalai Lama. It's lovely to hear. (laughs) But just try and look at it from the lad's point of view. Girls don't want to date younger men. So if you're a, a man who isn't an alpha male, even being 29 is not going to fucking help you. Do you see what I mean? No, right. Listen,
3: I have—I know from experience, I have been that girl that has dated. Now I would call them losers, but they were bad boys. And I don't know what the attraction is. I really, really don't. But I think women, not now, like now I'm 30, but I think, I think women, well, despite what age they are, I think they do like the chase. You don't want to admit it. It's that whole don't hate the player, hate the game, but it is that excitement. If you've got someone like that and they're just pandering to you and at your beck and call, it is boring.
2: We're not talking about body image today, although I think we might go there without male guests. I'm not sure, because we're talking about, I've called it assertiveness today, but I want to cover everything from passivity to aggression to anger to all the things under that umbrella. But really, it's about assertiveness. And I've chosen that word because it's such a hard word to get your head around, whether it's positive or negative. And who are my guests today? I'm buzzing like a housewife's toy drawer to introduce today's guests. There's some guests in this house. I've got Ian... The, few, the future, Gary. <laughs> and uh, now you punch people in the head for a living, right, Ian?
6: I oh do, yes. yes. How sir. would you
2: describe yourself? An MMA fighter? A badass? Yes, off? yeah,
6: professional MMA fighter. So just a nice
2: guy who likes to punch people in the face and get paid for it and have a good time. You should have become a politician. And, <laughs> and sitting in the seat to make sure we don't drift into idiotic, sexist generalisations. It's only Lola Jagan's here, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Hi. Lola. How are you?
5: I'm well. How are you? Thanks for having me.
2: And if people, are, if people it seems inconceivable, aren't familiar with your work, you're an all-round funny person, bit of a mimic, great with the voices. Uh, work, I mean, if your life's anything like mine, you're probably not working on that much in the real world at the moment because it's illegal. Yeah. yeah. Could you pick a worse profession? Than even punching someone in the head, right? For a living, you could still do that with no audience and transmit, you know, an MMA fight live, and I'll tune in, I'll pay ten quid to watch right. uh, two two fighters. But comedy, I mean, like, like mine and Lola's fantasy is to get five hundred strangers in a room together and have them go ha and expel spores into each other's faces. We're fucked. We're
5: we're done out here. We're we're, do, we're done. We're finished. We don't. It's over.
2: So today we're talking about, uh, but where can we find you though? Oh, sorry, I say, um, where can you can
5: we... find me online on socials, Lola Jagan across the oh. whole social media world.
2: Instagram's hilarious. Go and look her up on Instagram. What's your Insta handle?
5: It's Lola Jagan everywhere. Lola Jagan.
2: So I wanted to talk about assertiveness today. Now assertiveness, we need, we need to be clear what we mean. I am going to make it distinct from anger, because I think particularly if you're an MMA fighter or if you're having an absolutely barnstorming stand up gig. You can have a lot of aggression in your performance and inside be planning what takeaway you're going to have back at the hotel afterwards. <laughs> like, I think aggression and assertiveness is not anger. Would you agree, Ian, Gary?
6: Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're completely opposite. Um, I don't think assertiveness and aggressive, ag- aggression are the same thing. They, they couldn't be... I can see how their paths would cross depending on how how one... How how, how someone would would come across and how i would i would portray my my assertiveness so for me if i was if you were to do it in a polite manner just like to to talk easily sometimes without doing it, in it with a tone the tone the way you do it and the way you come across someone it has a lot to do with how it, how it works and for me like i'm i'm i may be like a fighter and people have this kind of idea of oh we're all arseholes and we're all like aggressive and up our own it's like but like i've been raised by people who have told me like you like you say please you say thank you, you you like you treat everyone the same and i'm i'm someone from a very young age who's been very confident and i have no problem in speaking my mind and telling someone hey get get back in line like don't don't go in front of me but like for example if someone was to skip a queue you can say hey dude the lines the line starts back there not going oh yeah. fuck off do you yeah. know what I mean, there's, there's, two different, there's two different elements to it. You yeah. can, it, it depends on how, how you. And it, it's, it's, it's a lot to do with the person. So, I, a lot I to have do to with say, the emotions.
2: I, I, I live with a woman that would do a hey, fuck off. In fact, <laughs> we were waiting to get on a flight. You know, the moment it says the flight is about to board and everyone's sort of. Um, <laughs> g- huddles around the, the the rope, and it was a flight to Guernsey. There's about 30 people. And like, oh, what fucking difference does it make if you're last? No big difference, really. And this guy, Stanford Airport, so he does like you know, the typical Essex UKIP Gary with his bulging blue shirt and his Rolex. <laughs> And he was doing that thing where, you know, where people pretend not to understand the queue as a way of craftily pushing. What's going on here? It's a mess. There's no real front or back. Oh, I'm not pushing in. He was doing all that. And everyone sort of looks, I don't know if it's the same in Ireland, but in, in, the, in the English people particularly just look at the floor rather than make a fuss. And Lindsay's like, excuse me. Thank you. Excuse me straight away. Excuse me, mate. No no way. No fucking way, mate. There's a queue. And, uh, and the guy went to a chill out, love. We're all getting on the same flight. She went, I oh, know we are. And I'm getting it for you, Belend. <laughs>
6: <laughs> but that's the way do it That's the way you have to do. It. I mean, be nice. Look back at the lion, and if someone wants to come back with a snide comment, oi, fuck off, get back.
4: Yeah, I think I. Oh, I think, or oh, I should probably say, the feminine hemisphere of the brain is yes. more geared towards displays of affection uh and that's expressed either with uh i guess intimacy and that can be platonic or romantic as well as like maternal so mm. i think that kind of uh, something there's an intersectionality there of like maternal instinct or a nurturing instinct because i guess women are biologically predisposed to be able to take care of another human being and in a better way that men can so
2: and how do you deal are you, are you currently in a long-term relationship then or not yeah and I, um and how do you deal with pub like a If your current partner, if she were to uh, sit on your lap in in a restaurant and want to throw her arms around you and kiss you on the cheek and stuff or hold your hand in public or put her arm around you or have a snog under the Eiffel Tower, would you do any of that?
4: I'm I'm probably better at it now, but um, historically I would have been terrible. Um, it, It would take a lot for me to kiss in public, but like holding someone's hand in public, even now, still takes a lot. But I've never been someone that puts his arm around somebody or holds them by the waist as I walk in. Because I like to walk quickly. And people <laughs> can't keep up. He's got shit to do. I mean, Combin- I got, I've definitely got, I got shit to do. Uh, I've Combin- got ADHD <laughs> as well. And uh, yeah, I'm quite a fidgeter. <laughs> so being able to stay in the one embrace of somebody for a long term, I just naturally become uncomfortable. I, 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 uh, yeah. So I, I, what I put it down to is uh, when I'm a twin, and when I was born, uh, it was a difficult, difficult pregnancy for my mother. So I was on an incubator for three days and you know they say with kids like or just when you're born in general if you don't experience some level of human contact like kids can go so far as dying um i I must have experienced some contact but i didn't see my mom for like three days and i feel like that isolation has had an effect on me where i'm like i'm so comfortable with my own company sometimes that it's like i don't think it's a conscious uh effort to try and distance myself from people or be guarded but just uh it's never my, my to go to is to be uh demonstrative like be demonstrative and being affectionate towards people dude you've clearly
0: thought this through and looked back because yeah. there are so many studies into exactly that and how now they're trying to avoid incubators where possible and to have something they call kangaroo care where they keep the baby on the chest of the mother to help with the heart rate and maintain the heart rate and the blood flow and all that sort of stuff and and I also studies- have a heart murmur so
4: that's probably yeah because I also have a heart murmur so yeah
0: super it, it interesting yeah, but for you to well. dug back and connected that is just like it makes a lot of but, sense but
4: that's that's the thing yeah because i'm more i'm more analytical. because i guess where i lack in affection i can be very analytical so if somebody has something wrong i definitely can read uh, emotions and physical cues or body language if someone's upset but i guess i'm so used to more logically uh processing mm-hmm. and articulating my emotions that it comes across as quite cold towards people.
0: You see, now I'd argue as well, like Russell, your um your stat there in the study, is it is it the case that women like affection more, is it the case that potentially women are more honest about it and women are more able and comfortable I was,
2: with it? Well that's why I was gonna how I was gonna put the question to you because the stereotype is women are more affectionate than men. And if we've got hundred women on this podcast and hundred men, the women would say they're more affection they're more affectionate. But is it conditioning or is it as we've said, female hemisphere of the brain, destined, geared up, hardwired to do it. What do you think, Leila?
0: 100% it's conditioning. It's environmental and it's years and years. You think oh.
2: it's 100% conditioning?
0: Yeah, I do. Because when a- you have a-, a baby boy or a baby girl, they both want cuddles, you know? And like you mm-hmm. even mentioned with the IV, um, with the incubator like both need that physical um, contact. I don't think the gender or the sex of the baby makes a slightest bit of difference. Um, it is then about the environment and about how much you get and what you're comfortable with or if you have a dad that's like, oh, don't be a, you know, whatever. And you know, it's, it's, I think it's 100% environmental. I think humans are warm creatures that need affection regardless. And then we, you know, we adapt.
2: No, what I'm saying is, I, don't, I, I can't speak for uh, Ian, but when I go on stage, I'm doing reasonable sized rooms on the last tour, anywhere between 500 seats up to 5,000 down in London. And I would say 80% of the men in the room, when I make this observation, laugh and nudge. Quite a lot of men, once they're in a relationship, they want a girl. Here's another word we can fr- throw in there, feisty, or even just assertive. If shit's going down at the hotel reception, and we've not got the room we should have, or there's a cheeky upgrade, I hide behind the pot plant while Lindsay gets pushed forward? Excuse me, manager. Thank you. We want this. We want that. And it tends to be the woman that leads that fight. So men like try to have their cake and eat it. They want to label a woman as angry right. when shit needs doing in a restaurant or hotel, an upgrade or a complaint. It's the female soldier. Do you know what I think that may
5: be? <laughs> I think that may be like something to do with like a, a perceived notion that the woman won't kind of take it another level and maybe be violent with it, right. whereas mm-hmm. when a man can ex- um, exercise his if it can mm-hmm. it, it can easily upscale escalate. into something, escalate into something yeah. physical, of whereas that. if a woman, mm-hmm. yeah, she might kick off a bit, but it's not going to, there's very slim chance of it landing into blows, like a you, punch
2: you don't shot. Think it's because sure. men are, you don't think it's because most people on the desk are more scared of women than men? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Career. There's elements Look, of that
6: too, I'm, but... I'm, 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 a and I'm, I'm a fighter and I'm six foot three. If I come up to you and I start being aggressive, right? And trying to be assertive, but someone can miss you as, as being aggressive, right? I'm telling you now, you'd much rather deal with me than than have Your my missus... Gra- no, I have my missus <laughs> My missus is like, eh, no. Like, yeah. We don't, like, this, this is how it's done. Like, don't, like... And I'm like, yep, I'm just going to... I'm going to be quiet because... I'm not going to get this done as well as she's going to get it this done. Because I think if I get it done, you are right. It does escalate. It does become like, if I raise my voice in any kind of tone, it's like, whoa. Right. Like, Stop it putting your gloves yeah, exactly. on. Yeah, exactly. It's a business club. It's, where, it's, it's like, matter. where are
2: we going? It's like, it's like, where are we going
5: with this? You know?
6: Sorry, yeah. can I check into the hotel,
2: please? <laughs> now. Have you got a room with a cage window at home?
6: <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm to raise my voice at all, it's like, it doesn't matter who I'm talking to, whether it be a man or a woman, it's like... Right, there's no need for that. Whereas, right. if, if a woman does it, it, kind of people don't, they don't take as much kind of aggression from it. Whereas she could literally be saying ten times worse stuff to me, and you're like, "Now, do your job," and I could be like, "Dude, just fucking do it," and he'd be like, "Rory, there's no need to get tick." So it depends. I don't.
2: I, I think. What do you, What do you think? So, so L- Lola's mentioned this this sort of unconscious bias and these cultural stereotypes we might have about women of color. But I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I reckon. If you have got an Irish accent, you're in the UK, and you're kicking off in reception, it's different than if you sound like Hugh Grant. Is that would
6: you, is that your experience? <laughs> I've I've never had any problems. I mean, I'm kind of I'm I, I'm a positive kind no, of. No,
2: Do you think it? Do you think it's perceived differently? Is what I'm asking you, your experience as an Irish man? I mean, because this, con- this country, this country, we're recording this in the UK. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. have the, doesn't have the best history uh, with welcoming no. Irish people to these islands.
6: No, it doesn't. You're right. But, um, like, I mean, I get that, that's something that I, I kind of just, you can't really t- take into like, If you think about stuff like that, you're just going into somewhere with a negative attitude. Just go in and Man. be positive about something. And, that, and just go in, big smile and face. Hey, how are you? And if someone wants to be a dick, then I'll be a dick back. But, like, <laughs> I'm just going to go in and have a good time. And I'm not going to try ruin someone's meal by going, like, oh, no, he's a prick. Do you know what I mean? That like, is someone walking in going, all right.
2: So Falcon we got. We Irish. listen. We, we got. All, we got all this. I was going to do all of this last. All the cultural stuff. We have got it out of the way. But let's tune it out. Do join me on a thought experiment. The pair of you, please. Yeah. Are men more assertive than women per se? So sexism, racism disappears tomorrow. We're just left with. We're left with that. The actual genders we are.
5: Right.
2: No one changes their behavior. Are men more assertive than women? Are, are men better at asserting their selves? or do you? My experience is the complete reverse. Lowly, you might disagree.
5: Um, I would say that I. I don't. I don't think men are necessarily more assertive than women. I just think that the way men have been, like how society kind of says men should be from a very early age, like from growing up, like be a man, don't be a wimp, don't be a worse, you know, like that kind of masculine way of being a person. I think they're kind of like, subconsciously groomed into being a bit more assertive, even through play, like as young boys as well. I'm, I'm just saying this generically speaking, by the way. Yeah, you're right. Um, well,
2: there's loads of tests been done on this. Yeah, you're on so I money. think
5: as they go through society, as they kind of grow up and are in different spaces, I think it's kind of something that, they're, that they've been kind of taught and nurtured to be like, whereas for women... Especially, or well, for young girls, through play, we're taught to be the wife, to be caring. You know, we have we play with dolls from a very young age. You know, mm. we're not really kind of told to um, speak out too aggressively or assertively. It's only when that young girl grows up and she gets into the world and she's able to develop her confidence in different spaces and and see other examples of people being assertive, then she tends to kind of like get her confidence and find her voice and 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 exercise that in the way that she feels fit.